Are you a fan of one of the three high schools in the town of Fort Mill? Well, you've come to the right place to catch up on all the information surrounding your favorite team. We're just three old dudes who love high school athletics and love the town of Fort Mill. Call us, the Mouthy Milltowners. And welcome everybody to another edition of Mouthy Milltowners. Uh, got a special interview uh, at the end of this episode Fort Mill wrestling head coach Adam Marillo. We appreciate his time. Uh, it was great sitting with him. Hope you all enjoyed that interview. Uh, but, guys, um, I think it's safe to say this week in the Milltown, one word, drama. There was some drama. Drama um, mean? Yeah, like the, oh. the Real Housewives of Orange County kind of drama. There was some, was a little bit of nonsense and a whole lot of hubba bubba loo. Um, it's like going to Baxter on any given Monday. Oh, it was just amazing. Coach Marillo, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend. Appreciate it, Adam. And, and Adam Marillo, we will talk to him here in just a little bit. That's a great interview with him. He was indeed, fantastic. Indeed. Uh, for sure. But uh, we're going to start with the one basketball pro or two basketball programs that didn't have a whole lot of drama this past week. And, Mac Banks, that would be the Catawba Ridge Copperheads. And the boys, we kind of saw it coming, right, because we knew what Coach Childers – we knew about Lance Barnes, Zion Hager, Landon Foley, uh, Brady Amber. We knew about that. But if you would have said six weeks ago that the Lady Copperheads under Sheridan Beasley, they would be the Region 3, 4A champions, I think a lot of people would look at you funny, right? But for a team that that still was the aspiration. But then you look at them in the standings and you look at where they are now compared to they were six weeks ago. It's amazing. Yeah, that's true. Um, they're, I mean – they're still in the hunt for a playoff spot. Um, they've got a they got a big week coming up against Indian Land and the Northwestern. Um, the Indian Land game on Tuesday night will be key for them regarding whether they can finish second or third. Also, that also determines whether you got a home playoff spot or road playoff spot. Uh, this past week, though, they did pretty well. Uh, they took on York, won 45-22. And then they lost um, a game to Lancaster, which Lancaster has improved a lot since the region started. They were like 0-12. Had a hard time scoring. Yeah, had yeah. a hard time scoring starting the season. Um, but since then, they've, they've turned it on. They're sitting right now in second in the region um, behind South Point, which locked it up this past week anyway because they're just south point girls are completely destroying people oh, it's no, not they even are. funny that's, yeah that's what they're doing is a crime in 50 states in the district of columbia yeah um but mo davis morgan davis is doing well she's kind of leading the team um and they're they're doing pretty well they're four and four in the region right now uh they lost to the langster lady bruins um but they will have to at least get a win against um, either Northwestern or Indianland, preferably both, to you know kind of lock up that second place spot. Um, it's going to be tough against Indianland. They they kind of surprisingly they're coming around as well. They're playing better. They won three or four straight region games. So that game is Tuesday at Indianland, which is a tough place to play. Um, so they'll have to do well with that. 
So we'll see how that goes. The boys, well, they're they're doing brilliantly as well. Um, they're now, I think, 20 and 2, 21 and 2. 21 and 2. 21 and 2. Uh, and let's then, play a little trivia game, uh, Mac Banks and Keith Cook. Can you tell me who the two losses were to and uh, how long ago they were? Fort Mill is one of them. Fort That's Mill correct. and Burns, and their last loss to Burns, that was in the December, December tournament over Christmas. Let's uh, no say, more calls, please. We have a winner. Let's say December <laughs> 23rd. 21 and 2 are the Copperheads. I think. Somewhere um, Pretty amazing stuff. 8 won, and 0 in region play. They've won, what, 12 on the bounce or something? That's when you haven't won since you since you haven't lost since before Christmas? Since last year. Right? <laughs> and we're on the, the brink of Valentine's Day. Hey, you know what? <laughs> they, Pretty good. The boys can lock up a region title this week. They either have to beat Indyland or beat um, Northwestern to lock up a region title. They should take care of business depending on how that goes against any land on Tuesday, even though that's not a given. Um, again, that game's at any land, but any land's coming on pretty tough. Um, they're about to have a new school record score in Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Um, <laughs> inside joke. Anyway, uh, he's about to set the new school record for any land for most career points. And if you know some of the pedigrees came through any land, then um, it's pretty it's pretty wild. So, uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how Catawba Ridge does. They beat Lancaster 66-56 on Friday night. Yep. Yep. And uh, Lancaster now, they're still in the playoff hunt, but um, Catawba Ridge can lock things down this week. So, yeah, coming and, week. And no disrespect to, to Northwestern or, or to – to Indian land, but I think Coach Childers and his Copperheads that they, they, they got to win one out of two. That they're probably going to win. Yeah, and I like their chances. Yeah. And the, I mean, their goal is obviously to win it outright. They tied last year with Lancaster, so you know they're on the verge of winning it outright, which they could do come Tuesday. So they just have to take biz, take care of business down in Indian land, which um, it's not an easy place to play. It's a uh, the Indian land gym's kind of like. Catawba Ridge is one of those things where it's they don't have a walking track so to speak around the top but it's very enclosed and they have one end where it's all student sections and it's pretty good size but you feel like the fans are on top of you oh, yeah. because of the way it's built yeah it's and one of those things where if you want to switch sides and you're walking along the team benches you have to walk in front of the table because it's so tight so and, and by the way if you want to have a cell reception or try to use your phone in that gymnasium yeah, i wish you all the best yeah. stay home it, it doesn't work it does not i tried it on verizon and at&t and it just you have to go out in the cafeteria the cafeteria area. yeah right it's so, yeah so yeah best of luck to uh to coach presley coach childers their copperheads rolling merrily along i mean that that's that's impressive to me what what sheridan has done a young team Got off to a really rough yeah. start to be where they're at now. It's impressive. Yeah, they're so, doing well. Um, going to move over to Fort Mill basketball, and this was a week for Fort Mill. You had the tale of two teams. You had the Lady Jackets who needed a win in the worst way, but you also had the boys who also needed a win in the worst way. But how this week panned out was kind of weird. It was a little bizarre. Uh, we'll start with the girls. Uh, Jackets Tuesday night had to go play Cousin Kenny and the Rock Hill Bearcats. 
usually we say best of luck with that. However, would like to point out that at the end of the first period of play, the Fort Mill Yellow Jackets had the lead. And then halfway through about the second quarter, Cousin Kenny decided to make a bunch of substitutions. And some of those starters sat on the bench and thought about it for a couple of minutes. And then they were a totally different team. Uh, Jackets take it on the chin by a final score of 54-30. to 30. And then on Friday night, the Lady Jackets welcomed the Spring Valley Vikings on senior night. Uh, the three seniors, Reagan Reyes, uh, Ashley Kirby, Ella Marker, uh, great young ladies. They're just... They're just wonderful people, and um, I'm going to move on before I start crying on that. But um, they gave the Spring Valley Vikings all they could handle. Jackets led it at the half, 26-23. But Coach Megan Assey's known for that full-court press, and whatever she said at halftime uh, was the, the secret sauce. They were a different team in the second half. Uh, Spring Valley outscored the Jackets in the third period, 22-3. Uh, to that was the difference in the game, and the final score was Spring Valley 60 and Fort Mill 35. Now, where does that leave the standings with the Lady Jackets? Um, Fort Mill now sits in fifth place in Region 35A. Rock Hill's undefeated at 8 and 0. Blythewood 6 and 2. Clover at 4 and 4. Spring Valley 3 and 4. Fort Mill 2 and 5. Nation Ford 0 and 8 in Region play. I just took some of Keith's Cook Thunder. Apologies there. I won't do that on the boys, I promise. Um, speaking of the boys' basketball team, the Yellow Jackets going into Tuesday night had lost three on the spin for the last five and kind of reeling. And it was a, it was one of those things where the defense was kind of leaking a little bit and offense wasn't purring the way it was. Uh, Tuesday night, Rock Hill. Rock Hill has had a, a really tough year uh, in hoops. Um, but, hey, Tip of the cap to the Bearcats. They gave the Jackets all they could handle. Uh, it was 13-9 Jackets at the end of a very choppy first period. The second period, kind of more of the same, but Rock Hill had a three-point lead at half. And then the second half, it came down to the end. Uh, it came down to to really there was a couple of free throws missed by Fort Mill, uh, some good looks that were missed. Uh, Coach Lowry put them in different situations to be successful, but it didn't pan out. Rock Hill upsets Fort Mill 53-50. And then on Friday night against the Spring Valley Vikings, it's senior night again. Uh, Keyshawn Anderson, uh, Ryan Eicher, Christian McCain, uh, Daryl Carrington. I'm sure I'm missing some guys. Apologies for that. But another group of, of seniors um, against a pretty good Spring Valley team. I, I really learned a lot of seeing the Vikings for the first time. It's a pretty good team. Um, and that was a dogfight. Uh, but Fort Mill was able to come out of it victorious, 65-62. Spring Valley, with eight seconds to play, had the basketball, had a good look, top of the key for three, but it clanked off the iron. Jackets got the rebound and sealed the victory to stop the rod, as they say in England. So where does that leave the Jackets in the 5A, 3-8-5A standings at the moment? Uh, Fort Mill, uh, if I can get to the right screen, that would probably be fantastic. Fort Mill now sits at 4-4 four and four in Region 3-5A. Blythewood's at the top. But here's the thing. The difference between first and third is two games. The difference between second, third, and fourth is one game. And it all comes down to this week. Fort Mill welcomes the Clover Blue Eagles on Tuesday night. Friendly confines of the Hive. Hope you can be there uh, Friday night. Mama, there's that man again. At Nation Ford. Uh, last time I checked, those are usually doozies, so that'll be fun in, in the um, K-12 
can we say the house that David Johnson built? I don't really know. The, the nest. That's going to be wild. If that's going to be crazy. They go in tied with the same region right That's going to be crazy. And they could, they very well could. But I'll let Mr. Cook tell you about the Falcons. But, yeah, uh, this Friday night at Nation Ford, there could be some things on the line. Just remember the five out of six teams and both boys and girls go to the postseason. They're still in that large. So you feel pretty good about Fort Mill, both boys and girls going to the postseason. But that's not locked and loaded. Let's not get the car for the horse. I think the boys pretty much are there. It, they would literally have to just fall off a cliff. But a lot of basketball to be played. Clover, you know it's going to be tough Tuesday night. Got to bring it there. Both those games, Fort Mill Lady Jackets upset the Blue Eagles, and then the boys game was a tight one. So more of the same Tuesday. And then, of course, Friday night. Keith, hopefully you and I can get on the air and do those games, buddy. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I'd, I'd like to do that. That's uh, We'll have to make that happen. Uh, I'll call David. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> on to the Falcons uh, hoops. Had a pretty good week, I'd, I'd say. Uh, ninth grade boys uh, won 37-31 against Blythewood on Monday night. And then uh, on Friday, they uh, beat Rock Hill 45-26. So ninth grade moving right along. JV boys also a little more of the same Beat Blythewood 52-38 on Monday and then followed up with a 47-41 win against Rock Hill. JV girls get a win on Monday night, or Tuesday night rather, against Blythewood 29-6. I thought that was a football score at first, but uh, the Falcons winning 29-6. And then on Friday, they did drop one to the Rock Hill Bearcats 34-17. Moving on to Varsity girls, 10-13 on the season, 0-8 in the region place, good for sixth. And they had a rough week. They've they've lost all eight region games so far and only two left, of course. Lost 58-40 against Blythewood on Tuesday night. Araya Hurd with 17 points. And uh, you want to talk about a future for the hoops, uh, the girls' hoops over at Nation Ford. Araya Hurd is certainly that. Moving on to Friday, they played Rock Hill. And uh, Rock Hill, as JT mentioned a minute ago, 8-0 in region play. And they easily disposed of the Falcons 77-45. to So the playoff scenario for the Falcons is there are five teams going to the postseason. They're sitting in sixth. They're two games behind their rival Fort Mill. So what has to happen is that the Falcons have to beat Spring Valley on Tuesday night and then beat Fort Mill on Friday night by 29 or more. Which that's I mean, hard. yeah, that's difficult to do, especially with a, a team as good as Fort Mill. But you know, we've seen stranger things have happened, and not only that, but the Jackets would have to lose uh, to Clover and to Fort to Nation Ford uh, for that to happen. So a lot, a lot of uphill climbing for Coach Kelly Bennett. But his girls are pretty good. They've been they've shown flashes of greatness all season. They just had a a rough time in the region of doom, region three five A. But best of luck to them this week. Going to Varsity Boys. Boys win both their games this week. They upset number four, Blythewood, 66-57. And that would create a, a dead tie between the two of them as Blythewood beat Nation Ford by nine earlier in the season. Uh, Jackson Burnham with 20 and Drew Robertson with 11 in that game. And then Friday night they follow it up by beating Rock Hill 63-53. So that puts them in a solid second place, 5-3 and three in the region. And as JT pointed out, between second, third, and fourth, there is a game between all of them. And not only that, but Blythewood is only a game ahead of the Falcons in the standings right now. 
And so that would be interesting uh, if they were to tie them by the end of the season. But in order to do that, they have to handle their business by beating Spring Valley, which they've done once before. And then they would have to take care of their rivals, the Yellow Jackets, on Munn Road on Friday night. So not an easy task for the boys either. However, uh, if they just hold serve, as they said, they will finish at least in second place in the region, which would guarantee them a home playoff game. So lots to look forward to this week in the town of Fort Mill with all the basketball going on, Catawba Ridge, with an opportunity to take the region on their own. Nation Ford still in the hunt to win a region title. And, uh, oh, yeah, that Nation Ford-Fort Mill rivalry game once again to conclude the season here in the Milltown. It should be good. I mean, I was at the Blythewood-Nation Ford game, when, and Blythewood was very upset that they lost to um, – I don't know, for some reason I sat at a different spot than I normally do. I sat in the stands, and I was like, by the end of that game, I realized that I had sit, and then all these Blythewood people came in and kind of sat around me. So I'm just sitting there like laughing. No pressure. And they're, and they're, yeah. they're, you know, it's obviously always a ref's fault when you lose. Absolutely. So they're – Ask Duke. They're, and there was a, a taller, taller ref in the region. I'm not going to call out names because there will probably be a hitman after me if I do. But the let's say the very tall ref in the region, everybody probably knows what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, they, they were – if they could have threw fruit at him, they would have threw – tomatoes and everything at him they were certainly unhappy that uh and that was a good game i mean nation four came out hot to begin with and really really punched blythewood in the face and they didn't let up on them either they didn't didn't. let them they didn't let them get back into the game and and you figure if you're a team like nation four that's not used to upsetting some of the bigger teams in the state maybe there's a little bit of pressure there but they just kept ahead of them the entire game what, yeah. what I'll th- what I'll do is I'll throw my two cents in there. I think that I think there might have been a little bit of a, a misunderstanding of seeing Blythewood's gaudy record early on in region play, but that was the, to me that was deceiving. It wasn't like they were donkey stomping people. Um, well, Fort they, Mill beat them at the Rock Hill Event Sports, Sports Center and Event Center and yard and, sale. The Rock Hill Sports and Event Center. That, that's good. There's, and it's jockey lot auto lube and. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot of those things. Jumping Jays. It sounds like that John Boy and Billy thing. The the Pawn and Gone Auto Parts Pharmaceutical Adult Get Bait and Tackle Discount Cigarette Outlet or something. Well, and like that's that. what I was thinking about when Mac won the co- the trivia contest of Catawba Ridge's last loss. That's awesome. Outstanding. <laughs> it actually means that he pays attention. But sometimes we're, we're Not I'm according going to my it. wife. <laughs> where I'm going with it is anybody in Region Three Five A can be anybody else on any given day very true and that has panned out you saw what the falcons could do i knew the falcons could do that it was in them and you go to this week and you look at those two games that the nation ford falcons have and coach charles brown you know he's excited he is he's got to be coming out of his skin excited and best of luck to him except for friday night i have to right you know that's where i have to draw the exception being the voice of the jackets but um i'm dead serious folks i'm going to talk to keith we're going to get with David Johnson, see if we can't tag team this bad boy and uh, reach out to all the, the picture for Ford everybody. And Fort Mill parents and people around the fruited plains, as we like to yes. say, yep. and put that on the air. Uh, it's it'll better. be a, it's better than being around the fruit of the loom. 
<laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Whatever. Are you talking about draws? Draws. I'm, I'm, draws. I'm a little confused. Um, speaking of different pieces of clothing, let's pivot very quickly before this podcast is taken off the air to wrestling. Wrestling. And there are two wrestling teams alive at the moment in the town of Fort Mill. Um, we're actually going to talk about Catawba Ridge first. We're going to save Fort Mill to finish up the podcast. And um, Mac Banks, uh, Region See. 3-4A, not exactly um, – not exactly easy peasy lemon squeezy, but the Copperheads continue to build and build and build. Yeah, they they did well this past week. Um, they got to the second round of the playoffs, lost to Greenwood, um, forty-seven to twenty-six, somewhere in that range. They uh, beat Lawrence um, down in Greenwood, uh, thirty-four thirty-three, which is a very tight match. Um, finished the season at twenty and thirteen. Good season for them. A uh, lot to build on. A lot of, a lot of wrestlers to you know. They still got the individual stuff to go um, in the month of February, but a lot of wrestlers with a lot of wrestling left to go. Um, they did okay. I mean, given their youth and everything, to finish twenty and thirteen and make it to the second round, it's pretty good. So. Yeah, I think if you would have said that to a lot of Copperhead fans before the season started, they'd have been like, yeah, we'll take that. Yeah, um, yeah so it's been – but it's a process. Again, yeah. it's 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 up and coming, and the Eubanks youngster um, – Jarrett Eubanks. Yeah, he, yep. he's a dude's an animal. I mean, that's just – Yes. That and guy's then, something else. And then Fort Mill, and we'll talk with Coach Morello coming up. Uh, Fort Mill, they're in the third round now. They'll be facing Chapin. Um this Monday, February 5th, at Fort Mill High School. Um, they did well. They had a buy in the first round, so they didn't have to wrestle anybody. And so what happens is they're like pods. Um, and four teams or three teams come to one location. Like Catawba Ridge had to go to Greenwood, and Lawrence was there, and Greenwood was there, and then I think Greenwood had a buy or they had to wrestle somebody. But – Lexington and Burns came to Fort Mill. Fort Mill had a buy, so they basically had to wait on the winner of Lexington and Burns. Burns won that pretty handily, and then they had to wrestle Burns, uh, which is, it was a tight match. I mean, at one point it was tied at 9, and then another point it was tied at 18. Um, Fort Mill had, had the three or four matches that they kind of pulled away from them and gave them some breathing room, and then that – you know, they, they did what they do. So, Fort Mill beat Burns 42-23. And that was a pretty good match for them. Now they're facing Chapin, who they faced last year in the Upper State Championship. Now it's in the third round. And uh, that match again is on Monday night at the Hive. Yeah, and best of luck uh, to the Jackets. And like you said, we're going to talk to Coach Morello here. In just a second, um, the last thing that I have is just a reminder. This past week was what they call tryout week, or if you're looking at the the glass half empty, you call it cut week. Um, so that that's a really tough week for not only the student athletes but the coaches because a lot of thought goes into that and, and a lot of broken hearts. So all the best to those youngsters. But jerseys are being handed out for teams. Uh, you saw what Miss Allie put on social media. Um, I know the jacket varsity team, those numbers have been assigned. Scrimmages have been played. Softball, you can hear the ping of the bat and hear the, the young ladies uh, screaming at each other and, and working hard. Lacrosse was over here just the other day handing out equipment. So it's spring sports time. 
and that's fantastic. It just means we've got a lot more to talk about because there's a lot of spring sports, and they're about to all fire on all cylinders. It's going to be a great spring as the winter sports come to an end. And one more wrestling topic. Uh, Nation Ford um, made it through the playoffs, had a tough draw in having to go down to Hillcrest, which was another pod where um, wrestling was held this weekend. They lost uh, to end their season, so long season for Nation Ford Wrestling, but still they got um some they got some dogs left to to fight for the, um upper state championships and hopefully state championships. So good luck to them. And Coach Cook's boy, the um, Mitchell Adamas. Well, he just right he just keeps winning. Yeah, that's all he does. You like that kid? Don't he you? was thumping. Skulls. I love that kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's something else. Is he playing baseball? I'm just curious. He is indeed. He's playing baseball. Yeah. Yep. I saw his jersey yesterday. Miss Allie pointed it out to me. So, uh, I mean, I guess he's still got a little bit more. He time. won't be out there probably until uh, he won't. Yeah, it'll be a while. Until uh, probably March. Right. Oh, I, I think his first to third time is going to be just fine. Just fine. I, yes. I think that's yeah. He's just. Just an athletic kid. His IQ is really high mm-hmm. with this stuff. He, he's going to jump right into baseball. Yep. Um, he's going to be a problem. He's <laughs> he, going to be a problem. He is going to be a problem. Teams. Yep. Yeah. He he's going to he's going to do what I call Forrest Gump. He's going to run and run and going to run some more. Um, so that'll be. Um, if you I try would, to if you try to stop him, you might get a chokehold. Well, I'd love to see Coach Stack try to throw up the stop sign as he's roaring around third base because <laughs> that is a strong youngster. No offense to Coach Stack. Right. But. Ladamas is coming around. I'm gonna be like, oh, right this way, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like a waiter. Let me walk you to your table. Well, he's so fast, you may not even see him go by. That's just the thing. A, just a blur, like the, yeah. yeah, those gray jerseys. <laughs> so, um, real quick, fashion statement. Uh, question for you: The gray jerseys. Y'all wearing black pants with that? White pants with the black stripe? Have you talked about it? Uh, what is this Fashion Week? I would believe that they <laughs> that, that they're gonna use. Um, the gray or white pants with that, just pants. to kind of yeah. make it a little basic. But I'm not, I'm not 100 sure. Uh, I know that there were two sets, new two new sets of jerseys, as you know, we all saw. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they look good. Yep. And you know, part of uh, part of playing well, sometimes if you feel good about yourself, the way you're in your, you know, in your jerseys, you know, you play a little bit better. Yeah. At least we did when I was in high school. Anyway, if I felt like I looked like a pro, then I was going to play like one. They yeah. all get dirty anyway. Yeah, they do. For, for <laughs> Fort Mill, same old thing. White pants with the blue stripe. White pants with the black stripe, or yep. gray pants with the royal blue stripe. So that it's tradition. It's like the Yankee pinstripes. It, yeah, we won't have any any circus wear by no, any stretch. I think you're going to see. If I know this team the way I think I do, I think you're going to see that royal blue jersey a lot with the gold and white. Uh, letters and outline. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it, it really is. Those look sharp. Um, one of these days, we got to buy a black jersey and a, a new black jersey and th- let these kids run wild on that. That'd be sick. But um, and I'm sure Coach uh, Stodge. I ran when we ran into him interviewing Coach Lewis. Mm-hmm. They're going to hang their banner for the state championship last year. So excellent. Uh, some great times there uh, for sure. But that's going to do it for us this week. Hey, folks, get out there and support the uh, wrestling program at Fort Mill. Lots of basketball this week. Uh, with all three schools, huge week, the last week of the regular season. If you haven't been to a game or even if you have, get back out there, support these youngsters, look at the weather. Not bad this week. It's not going to be really, really cold. Support these young men and women as they put on a show. Um, Falcons and Jackets, ladies trying to get into the playoffs, boys trying to figure out where in the Sam Hill they're going to be in the playoffs. So we're going to talk to Coach Adam Murillo 
And that's going to do it for us this week. Again, if you want to be on the show, let us know. We'd love to have you on uh, anytime. Just reach out to one of us. We can certainly schedule. You can come to us. We can come to you, whatever you, you desire. And, again, that's going to do it for us. Here's Coach Adam Marillo of Fort Mill. And, Coach Marillo, first of all, thanks so much for your time, sir. Um, you're in the playoffs. It's probably the absolute wrong time to have a coach on the podcast because you are you literally just competed the first, second round uh, yesterday. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It's really an honor and a privilege to be here. Uh, I'm looking forward to this, so thank you. So I'm, I'm going to go right for the, the jugular right here and, and start with this. You've heard the old saying, you never want to be the guy or the gal that follows the legend. <laughs> and let's just be honest, Chris Brock, he, he built it. Right, he's he's the boss. He's got a state championship legend, but you look at what you've done this year. You don't seem to mind that whatsoever. You're actually going, yeah, I'm the exception, not the rule. Yeah, you know, Brock is an absolute legend, and you know, I, I was fortunate to be able to work with him for the past 19 years as as an assistant coach, and um, you know, I really learned a lot from him, and um, you know, I, I feel like I was ready to take over and take take the program over, and and it's good to have. Chris still around as kind of a, a consultant, and um, it's great to have him in the building. He still, uh, you know, still helps out. So um, it, it's been a it's been a good transition so far. If you actually go to one of these events and you sit with Coach Brock and he's at the scores table like I did against Rock Hill, <laughs> he says he retired. <laughs> Not really. He's sitting at the scores table. He's going, that's two points. That's this. That's that. And the ref, like, five or seven seconds later, goes two points in the air. Like, he is just on these guys like butter on popcorn. Yeah, I he's think still, – he, He's still just zeroed in on it. I think he's having a hard time stepping away, uh, especially early in the season. Um, as the season's gone on, I think he's uh, looked forward to spending some time with his family and, and doing a little fishing. And, and as he should, you know, he went out on top last year and couldn't ask for a better finish. Uh comes down state championship comes down to his son and his son graduated and uh you know you can't really ask for a better finish of a, of a career than that so yeah hollywood finish for sure if you don't mind me asking um having been an assistant a top assistant now the head coach now that you're you are the head coach what are a couple of things you didn't see coming that that you have to do as a head coach and what are a couple of things you could say well i don't have to worry about that anymore because you've got some great assistants you look to your right. Those are, it speaks for itself. Yeah, I, I really feel like we have the best coaching staff in the state. Um, the, the the very best assistant coaches. I couldn't ask for a better better group of guys. And one of the things when I did take the program over, that one of the things that I felt so fortunate w with was all those guys wanted to stay, and they wanted to help continue to build the program. And um, you know, Coach AJ Lighton, Coach Mac Wells. Uh, Jason Wartinger in our middle school, Ed Duran. These guys are just a fantastic – Jake Hart. You know, these guys are just – you couldn't ask for a better group of coaches, and um, they do a great job. Some of the things that have been different as a head coach, uh, just the, the the business side of, of running a program, um, all the stuff, you know, the fundraising and, you know, the uh, parent – meetings and just just that kind of stuff but it's been good um we have a great community great support uh great parents great great staff so it's been a good transition did you i know you had potential offers to go other places over the years and everything what made you decide to 
kind of ride it out, stick it out here, not knowing if or when Coach Brock would retire or anything like that? Well, I just felt like we had a good thing going. Um, you know, and if, and if Chris wanted to stay for another 10 years, I would have stayed as his assistant. And, um, you know, we had a good good thing going and working for a good guy. And when I started, you know, 19 years ago as an assistant coach, our goal together was to win a state championship. And, um, you know, I told him I was going to be here for the long haul. And, and I do believe in, you know, being committed to, to the program and, you know, just because the grass isn't always greener somewhere else, you know, so I decided to stay and um, it's worked out. So granted, you guys have had a lot of success this year. Has it been easier or harder than you thought it would be transition wise, just like coming on board and kind of getting your feet wet as head coach, but also, you know, dealing with those new things that you didn't really have to do before, like parents and, and fundraising and stuff like that? Uh, no. And I, I think the reason it hasn't been harder is because I just have awesome assistant coaches. Um, you know, when you know, I was running the JV program last year, I had Mac Wells took it over this year and ended up winning a JV state championship. And, you know, he just, we just keep moving forward. And, um, so those guys really, those guys make my job easy. Um, you know, so they do, they do a lot for us and a lot for the program. I, I have to find humor in this. I hope you do as well. When I first got to this campus 11 years ago, and I saw my first one um, of Fort Mill Wrestling, and I got taught it that night. That's what made me, made me fall in love with it. I've loved it ever since. I'd love to come to more. I just, I got to find some free time. They're, they're doing <laughs> other stuff. But what I find humorous is, is that for so many years, Chris was the one that would take his right hand and tell you, sit down. Be calm, calm down. Now you're the one <laughs> who's looking at Coach Light and going, "Easy, big fella." <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta gotta keep those guys. I'm the one that gets the fines now, so I gotta gotta keep those guys under control. And, and, and Lighton, I I think he would be more than happy to get there, grapple some more. I mean, that he looks like he could still give it a go. So yeah, he yeah, can still give it a go. He's a scary sure. dude. Um, uh, so uh, this year, if we can just pivot to this year. Um, your record this year, totally impressive. Um, didn't lose a thing in region. You're the region champions. Um, a lot of nice, shiny things. The polls, it's either one or two. One has three or whatever. Um, but you are the, the defending state champions. And until somebody takes your belt, you're the king. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I got to give credit to the kids. I mean, I. I haven't wrestled one match this year. It's those kids going out there and doing it, and uh, they practice hard, they work hard every single day, and they continue to get better. Um, and and that's all I can ask for as a coach. Uh, you know, the 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 kids and the the assistant coaches really are the the ones that that make that that happen. So now you absolutely donkey stomped an opponent earlier <laughs> in the season, and I mean it was totally lopsided like Harlem Globetrotters kind of score. And you asked my, my man Mac over here, and Mac was asking you a question and said, what do you think about the match? You said, well, great job tonight, but we're not where we need to be. And I thought to myself, well, good heavens, where do you want to be? Are you mad that they scored? <laughs> um, but, but, but seriously, though, what are the little things like that that you see as a coach, a seasoned veteran now, that says, hey, yeah, we're really good, but we need to fix this, this, and this to be a champion? You know, uh, wrestling is a very detail-oriented sport. So, you know, when, when 
we might win a match, but if we are not, you know, I, as a coach and a, a competitive person, I want to win every position, every every situation. Um, so when we're in a situation, you know, it might be uh, finishing a takedown or something like that, and, and, and we don't do it the way we've been coached to do it. Or, you know, I just see a lot of it. You know, you can always improve. So, um, you know, saying – we're not where we needed to be is not a, a slight of the opponent, but no, it's no, not no, a, no, uh, no. but what I meant was, you know, we, you know, we can get better. And, and I think, you know, we are, we have gotten better and we continue to get better. And, you know, whenever we walk away from a match, I always evaluate the match. We watch the matches and, you know, uh, look at areas that we can improve in. And uh, I think there's always, always room for improvement. And it, and even though it's quote unquote individual sport, it, it also team sport. But also, what impresses me is your senior leaders. Um, one of them, if I can just throw a name at you, folks, we haven't rehearsed this, so if he's not a leader, I look <laughs> like a fool here. But Logan Chope, he's a three sport athlete. Um, when th when he was done Saturday, he came over to the baseball scrimmage, and the first words out of his mouth, I said, "How'd you do?" And he goes, "I won, but." And he literally started listing off these little, like you said, small things that he should have done better, could have done better, and will do better because he knows he's got to do that if Fort Mill wants to continue to, to move on to the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the senior leadership, uh, I couldn't ask for a better group of seniors this year, uh, especially taking over a program. Um, you know, I know sometimes when coaches, a new coach takes over, if, if you don't have the support of the seniors, um, things can go bad real quick. And, and these guys have done a great job, not only as leaders, but, um, you know, competitors. And, and they've just done a great job this year, um, really all the seniors. But our two captains, Logan and, and Aiden Eubanks, have done a fantastic job in, the, in those leadership roles. So, Can I just say what – Eubanks is an animal. Um, <laughs> He's a stud, yeah. My man is, is – it's almost like he must go to class in a cage, <laughs> and then you just let him out a couple times a week just so he can get out on that mat. He looks like – such a great kid, so just calm, and he, and then but he he steps on that mat, and he's an animal, you know, an absolute animal. As good of a wrestler as all those guys are, they're even, they're even better kids. They're even just better people, and, and Aiden is – a great example of that. Um, his goal is to go into the Naval Academy and, um, you know, straight A student, just a, just a leader on the mat, in the classroom, really in everything that he does. And and the rest of the seniors across the board are the same way. They're just, just good kids. So, Yeah, Matt Banks can help him with that because Matt knows people who knows people who knows people. So <laughs> I don't know about – You know people. I don't, yeah, I know people. But you know people. That, that ladder only goes so high. So <laughs> um, when you – there's no height jokes here. When, Not funny. Yeah, yeah. Adam and I are <laughs> Not funny. Adam and I are on the same wavelength. So, um, but when you started the season, new coach. I mean, you're familiar with the program, obviously. But you guys ran into the same problem the basketball team did, getting you know displaced from your quote unquote home, the wrestling room, with the the flood of 2023. We want to put yeah, it that away. October 23. So, so, and then, I mean, that's just more challenges thrown at you that obviously you didn't expect. I mean, you really didn't even get into your season, but then you come in on Saturday and your wrestling room's basically underwater or saturated with water. 
you guys really didn't miss a beat. Yeah. So take me back to that and then about how, and you've been here so long now, you know about wrestling in the uh, Russellteria. Russellteria, that's right. Our, so, our cafeteria slash wrestling room. Um, so uh, it was the Saturday before the season started. Um, we were supposed to start on Monday. I had a, my first practice plan all figured out. I was ready to go. And then Coach Hartso called me that morning. Um, I said, Coach, hey, I got some, got a mess up here at the school. Got a, got a flood. I thought like a toilet had overflowed or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm, yeah. why, why are you calling me? You know. Um, then he explained what happened, and uh, obviously we had to do a little adapting and adjusting. Um, you know, not having a wrestling room was a challenge, but it really just a, a small challenge. You know. Um, and again, I, I know I keep going back to these the seniors and the, the wrestlers, but, you know, I sat down and met with them and said, you know, this is just one obstacle. This is not going to affect our practices. This isn't going to affect, you know, the way we do things, and we're going to get better. Um, you know, I think I said even if we have to practice in a cornfield. Now, luckily, we didn't have to do that, <laughs> but we practice in, uh, you know, think baseball You let us use their hitting facility. We practiced in there. We practiced – out down in the in the stadium outside uh and in the in the cafeteria but um you know these guys i never heard one complaint from the wrestlers about rolling out mats or about moving practice or you know they just showed up every day and had a good attitude and um it, it as big of an obstacle as that was it really doesn't even seem like it was that big of a deal anymore but isn't it fair to say though that you lost some equipment in in that and so it did take a minute to get that equipment back in and find a home for it so it wasn't just you had to move rooms it was there were mats and other things that just got totally destroyed yeah we lost three full mats um and uh with a program like ours we had about 75 kids at the beginning of the year so it just took a little bit a little bit more planning um as far as rotating groups, because we only had we had limited mat space, so um, you know we had to at one point I think we had three different groups rotating in on on the mats and guys doing a workout outside and inside and just trying to you know maximize our our mat space. Um, but now, thankfully, we're back in our room. We're back home. Um, the hive is rebuilt and and. You know, we're we're moving forward. It's good to be home. It is good to be home. But for, yeah. for what it's worth, one night I came in to do some baseball stuff, and Coach Collier was here, and uh, we were walking back from the – we call it the barn, and um, he just looked at me. He's like, brother, I, f- I feel for those those guys. He did, and you could see it on his face. Like, he was heartbroken, um, and it had no effect on him. And But I think it just shows the love and admiration and respect that a lot of coaches on the Fort Mill campus have for one another. Um, everybody that, that works at Fort Mill understands the wrestling program and the extreme heights and expectations that it is. And I think that that came from a, a concerning spot for him that he wanted the best for you. And you're, I know he was thinking, hey, it's his first year's the head guy and he's got to deal with a flood. Like, it, it, it's, you got to wonder sometimes, it, do I really need to be doing this? Uh, you know, so – but you stuck with it. The hive got reopened. The oxygen got reopened, and that first match back in the hive. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't that the Rock Hill? Was it the Rock Hill one? 
think there, there was one before, one before but that. it was, I mean, you wrestled, you got started, quote-unquote, in the Yawks gym. Yep. Wrestled two or three matches. You wrestled Clover and Blythewood in a try. Well, yeah, we wrestled Clover and Blythewood was our first match back right. home the in our auxiliary gym. Rock Hill. Yeah, and yeah. then it was... Then it was Rock Hill, yeah, right. which is always a, a good match and a competitive match and thankfully a successful one for us. So, Well, it was a close match. I mean, the final was 51-15. to 15. So, <laughs> it was cl- but, but, it was close but to start. remember early in the match, what was it, 18-12 to 12 or something like that? Yeah. And yeah. I thought, uh-oh. It was tied at the beginning. Go. It was? Yeah, 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. Pucker uh, was tied. It was 0-0. Zero, zero. No, I yeah, mean, there you go. I, I was talking with Mac before uh, before we came in here about Rock Hill. There it looks um, it's them and, and Woodmont wrestling right. um, in the next round of the playoffs. And, and not sure who's going to win that one. But, you know, if, if we continue to be successful and win and beat Chapin, there's a good opportunity that we're going to see Rock Hill again um, back at home and, that would be a home match for you guys. Yes, sir. Yep, that'd be so. a home match for us, and so love to get as many Fort Mill people out there as possible to support us. So, well, if if you need a lot of music and obnoxiousness going on, I know a guy. <laughs> um, call me. Um, but but Coach Murillo, obviously, people can judge by your accent. You're not from Lawrence or or Woodruff or uh, Greenville or Green Carolina. Where are you from, buddy? I am from uh, upstate New York, uh, right outside of Syracuse, Auburn, New York, originally. So uh, I went to school at Auburn High School and then went to Brockport State, uh, State University of New York at Brockport. Um, then I moved down here, moved to, uh, lived in Somerville, actually, for a year, working in a school down there. Um, and then I ended up moving up here to Fort Mill, and I've been here since. So. Never heard of Somerville. <laughs> yeah. Where? Ooh. Exactly. Um, but what brought you to South Carolina? Because it's a long way from upstate New York. Yeah, I have some uh, I have some family down in Somerville area, down in the Charleston area. Um, my cousin actually coaches or coached at Somerville High School, uh, the wrestling team. So last year when we were in the state finals, I was sitting across from my cousin. Um, oh, yeah. But there's one for the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so... So I moved down here. Um, really, just n- New York is not as many opportunities, and yes. a lot of snow and Very um, cold. and taxes. So that's and, one and of the, taxes. Yeah, that's one of the big reasons why people move. Now, now you uh, like like a lot of great coaches. You you have a better half who tolerates a lot of things and a lot of sacrifice, so you can do what you do because you're on campus a lot. Um, tell us about her, where you met her, and. Um, all that fun stuff. Absolutely. My my wife is Lori. Her name's Lori Marillo. Um, I met her through uh, through a coach at Fort Mill High School. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Coach Friday. Oh yeah, Byron. Byron Friday. Yeah, yeah. Byron. Uh, Byron worked at the same school as her um, and introduced us about ten years ago. We're coming up on our ten year anniversary, so Bless very excited heart. about that. Yeah, she's uh, she's very patient, very supportive. Um, I mean, for years. I've been doing two sports, so, you know, doing football and wrestling. So um, transitioning into just wrestling, I think, was nice in the fall, but I think now she realizes how busy I am this time of the year. But she's been great. She's very supportive, and um, I'm lucky to have her. Has it been a – was that different for you? Because forever you coached football, was an assistant varsity. I mean, is it in regards to having two sports – 
back to back. It's not like you know fall and spring where there's some break. What's that? You get kind of load off your back, having not to worry about two different things like that, two sports, and then get into the wrestling mentality thing like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I missed football. I missed you know Friday nights being out there, and um, I've I've always enjoyed working with the kids, but just to do it to to do wrestling correct, it, you just can't do both. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of time invested in the fall, and now that they opened up. Uh, you know, September is an opportunity to, for wrestling to work out. I just really just couldn't do, couldn't do two sports. Especially as head, yeah. Coach, it yeah. just takes just takes. It's a lot. If how you did, want to do it correct, it's it's a lot. How did you get into wrestling? Seasons over what end of October, early November. Yeah, and you're literally the next week, but you're already, you've already started planning for the season before then. Oh, so absolutely. Yeah, that, that's the reason why you can't do both. It, it's just. It's it's too much. It really is. Yeah. And, and actually, your last year of football, weren't you the you were the JV head coach? Yes, sir. So yeah. that that was a huge responsibility in of itself. So, yeah, it's just that's a lot to ask. If you have one season in between, it's a little bit easier, I would yeah. suspect. Yeah, but yeah. but when you're flowing right into that next season, it's almost impossible. Yeah, it's 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 tough. So how did you get into wrestling? What did when did you start? What did you like about it that kind of attracted you to it? I got into wrestling. I was probably in third or fourth grade uh peewee wrestling um and when i signed up for it i thought i was signing up for the wwf <laughs> i really did i thought i was ready to jump off a top rope and <laughs> drop an elbow on somebody i thought that's what no, i was no, signing no. up for that's wrestling yeah <laughs> we're, we're talking about wrestling and then i showed up and just uh yeah that just changed my life i've been involved in it ever since so um yeah, I realized quickly that's not what wrestling was, and um, but just yeah, just been around the sport ever since then. Tell us about your accolades as a wrestler. Um, well, I was uh, you know really up in New York. Um, nothing ever, nothing ever crazy. Um, never actually made the state tournament. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, up up in New York, a little bit different. You have to win your section. Oh, okay. Um, and they have one state champion. And I never won the sectional That's tournament. It, yeah. yeah, you have to win your sectional to go to the state tournament. So regardless of the size of the school, yeah, one correct. champion. Yeah, yeah. I wow. would love to see that here. I, I think that would be would be good for recruiting and good for the sport. But the All Valley Championship, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet the leg. When you like, were in high school, was there something inside your head that said, "Hey, I could be a coach," or was it a coach that was coaching you that said? Hey Adam, you could be good at this. Uh, that's a good question. I I guess uh, always just passionate about the sport and um, just w wanted to be around it. Um, and then I through you know my years of assistant coaching, I kind of grew into you know that role more and more into a, a leadership role and more to uh, you know as a head coach. You know, the, and again back to how you started this interview working with Chris Brock is you know that really helps um when you're learning from one of the best guys in the business and um you know seeing how he does things and um you know I learned a lot and I think that's kind of prepared me to you know for this role as well that's some pretty solid on the job training right? yeah, yes sir yeah yeah Brock solid Brock solid I didn't I stole that that's plagiarism that's been on social media for years. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, that, and that and was Brock, actually, we uh, trust. Yeah. I mean, there was all kinds of hashtags that was. But but that goes to 
when y'all get your hands on these wrestlers, seventh, eighth grade. Um, sometimes younger than that. Sometimes younger than that. And you develop these young people. And if you ever want to know what Fort Mill Wrestling has done, walk down the hallway between the main gym and the hallway that leads into uh, the the WrestleTeria. Um, and just look at the pictures on the wall. State champion after state champion after state champion after state champion. It's absolutely amazing. You look up there. And that's just the ones that are on the wall. That's not even talking about the ones that have all kinds of accolades over the years that just haven't they don't they're not in the the wall of fame, so to speak. Well that's it's like the, a Brockopedia. That's in the back room. A Brockopedia. I like what that, you did. That's there. in the back room. That's, this prop podcast has just become a Brock pod. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. There used to be I guess it's still there, that little closet thing you guys used to have in your wrestling room. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you go in there and it's like a bookshelf for lack of a better term of just trophies from tournaments they won across the state and did that get ruined by the flood of 2023 or no we still have we still have most of those trophies yeah. there's some some that we had to get rid of um but yeah I, I, we just need a better spot to display those rather than a, a storage closet somewhere you need your own gym yeah <laughs> with all those maybe put a shelf in the wrestling room kind of like in the band room where they have it not up high but where you can still see them as they do it would it have to be a pretty long shelf. <laughs> it's yeah. it's, it's going to take room, a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it. But on a on a personal level, with the sacrifice and um, obviously being the head coach of Fort Mill, um, do you have a goal? Where do you see yourself in five, seven, ten years when it comes to to this whole ball of wax? Um, you know, I I'd love to win ten state championships and just you know keep it rolling and. Um, you know, the goal is to always win the team state championship. The second goal is to win those individual state championships and 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 really give kids opportunities, give kids opportunities whether they want to pursue wrestling in college or whether they just, you know, want the opportunity to compete. Um, you know, that's, that's one of my goals, just to, um, you know, continue to develop the program. And like I said before, I think you can always get better. Um, Yes, we just won a state championship. Yes, we're a good team, but I think you can always get better, and I want to leave it in better shape than than when I took it over. So that's going to be a hard thing to do, but <laughs> um, that's my goal. And it's not just the upper state you have to worry about. The lower state is chock full of wrestling powers that are really good this year. Absolutely. Included. Um, obviously, the team you defeated last year, the Somerville Green Wave, they're back at the top. Um, and the standings and in and, and these polls and things like that. But the upstate, like you mentioned a while ago, it's not exactly a, a cakewalk to get to Columbia for the state championship. Where is it being held this year? Is it back at Dreer? Yeah, it's at Dreer High School. Um, yeah, and all, all the teams that are in it right now are all are all good teams, and they're all competitive, and, you know, that I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, I want to beat the best teams in the state to win a state championship, so – um okay. don't don't want an easy road I'll, I'll share this with you um being the broadcaster and pa guy you're always i got a mic in front of me all the time so i watch these things and these memories these young people create last a lifetime and it's just phenomenal it's it's amazing to me to watch them do all this stuff but i went with mac um i think we rode together didn't we last year uh, last year you rode with me i drove championship coach Murillo, thank that jim <laughs> In the middle of that was probably as, as intense as I've ever been in. A, and I've been to a ton of sports. It was the loudest, a lot of different sports. I've ever been in. My man, 
it was hard being a fan at that point in time because I don't know what to do because I'm normally doing something. But the intensity in that building, did y'all feel that on the floor? Because you in the stands, it was thick <laughs> and loud. Yeah, yes. uh, you're so focused on what's going on um, that you know. To to me, at least, the other that stuff doesn't doesn't really impact me. Um, it could be two people in the stands or or a thousand people in the stands, and um, you know you got to focus on the the match that's going on in front of you and. To me, it really didn't affect me. Um, I think my job was to just keep Coach Brock off the mat that night and <laughs> See, Coach Brock and try to help pull get back guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's got to be hard, especially when you're yelling at a kid to try to you know lock in this, drop your hips, and it's so loud that you can't hear yourself think, much less you can't hear yourself scream or yell to try to get them some kids can't hear some kids can't hear you and um, they got those the headgear on anyway so some kids can't some kids do a really good job of picking out your voice um and uh you know i think that's something that we try to coach them up on as well you know because sometimes we have to tell our bench to be quiet you know so they got to you know focus on the coaches and um people yelling in the stands and they got to just get dialed in and and you know also they've been coached up in these situations already and they they really should know what to do already but yeah they should also be able to to hear us sometimes that's hard you know when you get uh, a packed gym tell us a little bit it's already tough to win a state championship or individual state championship in the sport you guys aren't really going to a new region but you got a new region opponents coming to you Indian land stuff like that you still got to deal with rock kill but you've got other schools that are perennial state powerhouses like east side now coming into 5a next year which makes it even tougher your thoughts on them and, and just the new region that oh, you guys are going to have to deal with yeah the new region i, th I feel like our region is going to be one of the toughest in the state um you know we're adding northwestern who's currently ranked number two and in, in 4a um, Indian land, we're adding Indian land. I think they're five or six or something like that. Um, so we're, those are two good wrestling schools. Uh, Catawba that we're, Ridge. Catawba Ridge also, you know, they're, they're tough program, great coach. Uh, so that's, it's going to make, make wrestling tough in our area, which is, which is good. Um, you know, we're going to make each other better. So, uh, as far as East side, they're, they're just a powerhouse, um, you know, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get better uh that's all there is to it so it's tough you know the, i don't want to get into the whole thing about you know open districts and things like that but you know east side does have the luxury of greenville county they can you know any kid in greenville county can potentially go there and and not to take anything away from east side they're a Success breeds success. If you're a good wrestler in that county, why would you not want to go but there? You could you could make a claim that's a recruiting advantage. You could. Whether it be football because, or because a young man can live in Traveler's Rest and go to East Side. Yep, that's true. And, and TR is is 20 minutes up the road. That's true. But I mean, they're a great program. Not to take anything oh, yeah, away from there. Great program, great 100%. coaches, and and uh, but that's tough to compete with when you don't. You know, it's not. That's not really an even playing field. It's not um, a attendance zone thing like Fort Mill School District has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no excuses. You just have to find a way to get better and compete against the best 
best guys, and that's you know that's what we'll do. So coming from a six-team region now to seven next year, and I'm sure you've already thought about it from a scheduling standpoint. You can't make the season longer because of the postseason. So what do you see yourself having to do in between in order to get enough matches and stuff in, but then still have enough room? Because now you're going to have six region uh, events instead of five. Yeah, so some of those will be tri-meets, I'm sure, um, where we're wrestling two teams in the same night. Uh, don't love to do that during the region matches, but I think that's just going to be a necessity. Um, and our schedule is probably going to look a lot different as well. Just, you know, you mentioned east side. We're going to want to see different teams throughout the year. So we're going to want to go through some, you know, different competitions, different tournaments and things like that. But, um, you know, you want to see the best teams that you're going to have to compete against. So. Well, usually you see east side at least twice. Oh, yeah. It's a slam, and then they come up here for a Fort Mills tournament, FIFA Braves or Kings Leagues or whatever you're calling it now. Usually you see them at least from an individual standpoint there so you can pick out who their top dogs are. And Yeah. I mean, east side's not the only team. Right. Um, oh, there's no, definitely no, some no. other no. powerhouses. Bowling Springs. Oh, absolutely. So like that. You mentioned Woodmont's. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. It, it's – yeah, it's not like – it's not like the upstate of South Carolina is a bunch of chumps. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a challenge just to get to Dreer High School is where, is where we're going with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And now with 54 teams, and that's the other part of the equation, and I guess everybody's a little unsure about this at the moment, the big 5A, little 5A, how do, how do those – what that's going to look like. We're going to have to wait a year to find out, I guess. But Yeah, I really haven't heard how, the, how they're going to hash all that out. Um, I guess we'll I'll start worrying about that and – on you March 1st, when the season well, you got to figure East Side's going to be in Little 5A, which we probably are. All of our town of Fort Mill schools will be the same, yeah. more than likely. So there's that man again, East Side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're tough, but, um, but that's okay. That's okay. Anything else for Coach Morello? Coach, anything that we can do? Um, I know we're just the three old dudes who have too much time on our hands to do a podcast uh, but <laughs> is there anything we can do to help your program well i don't know when this podcast comes out is it com right tonight? now well tonight, tonight. it'll okay. come out tonight it'll be published so we'll t we'll tag you on it well, awesome and okay. so when's your obviously your next match is next against match chapin is tomorrow night against chapin Let, you know what you guys can do is just spread the word and that's that's here that's Starts at 7 o'clock, weigh-ins at 6, wrestling starts at 7 at Fort Mill High School. So, um, you know, right now Chapin, I think, is ranked 4th in the state. We're ranked 3rd, so it should be a good match, competitive match, and just just come out and support the program. And don't shoot me for asking the question, but if you happen to get past Chapin, you would wrestle again on? On Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. And, that's, and the, that would be at home as well. Home that as could well. be Rock Hill, right? That could be Rock, Rock Hill, Hill or Woodmont. Yep. Wow. Good times. Yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> but iron sharpens iron. I don't think you'd want it any other way. Absolutely. Uh, knowing you all these years, you, you, you want that. You want to say, hey, we're the best because we beat the best. Um, and, and I think, is it fair to say you got a little bit of that from, from Brock? Because, <laughs> you know, Brock's like, bring them on. He's one of those. He'll throw a mat in the middle of a cornfield. Give me and a go, six A Texas one, school. We'll take them. <laughs> Let's go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. so, but coach, best of luck to you in this postseason. Um, congratulations on a great year so far. Again, you're following a legend, but you're already setting your own, putting your own fingerprints on the program. It's great to see you're a great dude. Um, 
Well, thank you guys. I've really, thanks for having me. Eleven That's fun. years, I've never heard anybody say a bad word about you. Everybody loves Morello. He's just a great guy. That's what you'll get. So, uh, your kids love you too. I know that because Shopey uh, comes up and he was like, "I love me some Morello." Uh, <laughs> so, you, you've had an impact on a lot of young people. We thank you for that. Well, thank you guys. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen, the head coach of the Fort Mill Yellow Jacket Wrestling Program, Adam Morello.